0: Welcome to the Baseball America Podcast. Baseball America bringing you baseball news you can't get anywhere else for more than 35 years. Now it's time to talk baseball. Hey, if it's a a weekday, if it's a day, and it's October, it's time for a Baseball America Playoff Podcast. John and JJ. I got to tell you, JJ, I'm having a lot of fun with these. I I I am
1: too. I, I know. Taking our
0: conversations on, actually, and sharing them with people is a good thing. I like to share. We
1: literally, I mean, it is one of those things where this is literally what we do every morning. Pretty much. I mean, we get in a little earlier than most everyone else in the office. We drop kids off at school. And... The idea from this really stemmed from, if we're going to be doing this 15 minutes anyway, we might as well record it and let everyone else hear it too. Correct. With little less yelling, I think. I think it does moderate (laughs) us a little bit. It does. We have had moments in the office where we've had to explain to other people, like, no, John and I are good. We're not like angry at each other. We just like yelling at each other. It
0: reigns in my passion. And, And truth be told, I like yelling more. And I'm very fortunate over all this time to be friends with JJ and that he accepts my yelling. And he knows, he knows me and I get away with stuff that I wouldn't get away with with average people. So I'm very fortunate. Um, and we won't yell today because we've got company too. We might have a special guest. Yeah, I was going to say, I was gonna
1: say if, you, if you hear a little girl, may my, uh, my, my youngest <laughs> is uh, sick today. So uh, she's over there playing iPad as we
0: do this. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, we had a game two of the World Series, 5-1 Cubs victory. A few things stood out to us. I guess our bullet points off the top of the... If I were Bill O'Reilly and going over my talking points memo this morning, um, my my talking points would be Trevor Bauer, Kyle Schwarber, pace of play. And the funny thing is that Jake Arrieta is not
1: in there, and Jake Arrieta (laughs) had a no-hitter... For as long as anyone's carried a no-hitter for, like, what? In a, in a World Series game for, like, what? 30-something years? It was a long – he kept I love for a long
0: time. And, I mean, he's a threat every time, and he was just so erratic last night. It was really strange. It was a strange no-hitter. He didn't feel like he was dominating the Indians. He was not dominating like Corey Kluber
1: was the night before. Corey yeah. Kluber the night before, you're like, wow, this could be – like, you knew he probably was – the pitch count was going to keep him from doing it. But Corey Kluber in game one – in the first, second, and third, it was like we might be watching Bob Gibson in 68. Right.
0: You could have seen if, if, in a different scenario where if they were healthier and you didn't know that Terry Francona was already planning to start him again in game four and came out yesterday and admitted he's starting him in game four. But you could have seen a scenario where he goes nine innings, throws a complete game shutout. And you know maybe gives up four hits, a walk, and sixteen strikeouts, I and mean, that was doable. Right. I mean it was something if that have been
1: game seven. You it would have been one of those things where it's like this goes down as a, a pantheon game.
0: It, it, it was on its way. It was a pantheon start, and then the and then, then you have the other end of Corey Kluber, which was Trevor Bauer last night. And JJ, we followed Bauer for a long time. This is high school junior year at Hart when he was teammates with Mike Montgomery. He graduated a year early, went to UCLA, was our college player of the year. I live-tweeted his pregame routine of the Cowboys series in 2010 and did a big column on it afterwards, and the the long tossing, the javelin, all the goofy stuff. We've written about We've talked with Kyle Boddy here in our office about what he's done with Driveline. Um, So Trevor Bauer's eccentricities, the drone, all the stuff is all part of the Trevor Bauer package. But ultimately, what we saw last night, to me, J.J., is a guy who does not... Have the ability to make adjustments when he's needed to in this postseason. He hasn't gone five innings in a start yet in the postseason. Oh, I, and he doesn't have the fastball command you need to go through a lineup two or three times, a great lineup when it matters. I mean, that is, he has become the, the story, essence of a fringe starter. He's not, I, I he is not, he's is is the number three of, overall pick of in the draft
1: and he's not lived up to but it. But I was going to say he's the essence of a back end starter. That's what he is. I was, was going to say, I don't think he's fringe because I don't think there's ever, I think Trevor Bauer has been good enough. That to me, like, he's not one of those we're talking about a number five slash six. And I love the, I mean, I I know it's still not, but I love the number six starter idea. The guy who's, you really, if he's in your rotation, it's because he's filling in for someone and you hope he's not there longer. That's not Trevor Bauer. I do think, though, when you take all the, you can call it eccentricities, whatever it is, I'll frame it a different way. And maybe this is, I'm kind of interested. I've saved this to see, I want to hear what you think about this. Could it be that Trevor Bauer, all this, has gotten him to where he is, but the reality of it is, is that he's just a limited athlete, mm-hmm. limited physically, mm-hmm. and that's actually allowed him to get to there and framed in a different way. I, I mean, Maybe I'm putting too much of a rose-colored glow you know, hue on it, but is this a guy, I know he went third overall, amazing career at UCLA, but even when he was there, it was something where... Garrett Cole was the guy who physically was everything that you wanted yes. a front-of-the-rotation starter to be.
0: He might just be the—is li- is your question that basically is Trevor Bauer at the limit of what he can be already?
1: As Trevor—what I'm saying is, is, is Trevor Bauer gotten to here because Trevor Bauer, for all—whatever you may think about, you know, all these things he does, you know, person who's listening to this, no one works harder at yeah. trying to be a pitcher— Trevor Bauer, I know the drones, everything. Trevor Bauer wants to understand pitching to a level beyond that of almost any other pitcher. And again, maybe that gets in his way at times. Maybe it doesn't. But I do think when you talk about what Trevor Bauer's problems are now and you look at what Trevor Bauer's problems were when he broke into the majors, they're much of the same thing. Mm -hmm. And I think what it really comes back to is... Trevor Bauer doesn't have the fastball command to be a dominant pitcher. And maybe it clicks for him at age 30. But at the same time, Trevor Bauer has had off seasons where you said, where he said, my entire focus is going to be on trying to develop improved command. Right. And this is not a guy who says that and then takes four months off. And then a week before spring training starts throwing again.
0: He's working like crazy on it. That that is the number one thing I respect about Trevor Bowers, that he is never satisfied and you know, like you said, that there's probably not anybody outworking him, or at least and definitely not anybody outthinking him. And the thing with that is is that this is not something where
1: he's in denial that that's the problem. Right. He's said it himself. And he improved it this year.
0: His walk rate went from 4.0 last year to 3.3 this year. And that improvement... But that's still below average. It's still <laughs> below average for a starter, but it did help him. I mean, he, he performed better right. in 2016 than he had in 2015. So there was but discernible improvement. And I, he might be at the ceiling of what his fastball you, command improvement could be. But you when you be right. watch him
1: last night, when you compare him to these other guys we're seeing... and again. Trevor Bauer, if this all breaks right for the Indians and they're healthy, Trevor Bauer is in the almost where the he's in the number four starter role where he, he started the
0: year in the bullpen. He, he
1: may he may not make a start in the World Series if everyone's healthy for the Indians.
0: I agree. He, he would be the fourth starter because if at Kluber best. goes
1: if Kluber goes one four seven, Trevor Bauer would have been working out of the pen.
0: I mean, and if it were Kluber, Carrasco, Salazar. He would be competing with Tomlin for that fourth spot to whether or not to get a start, and I don't think it's a guarantee, even though he has better stuff than Tomlin, that he's but, a better pitcher but than but Tomlin. But when you watch
1: him last night, Trevor Bauer, in most starts, does not have a pitch that he can just say, "Okay, we, we see it with Arietta. We right. really saw it with Kluber." When you talk about frontline starters, one of the things they have is that they have this. Plus, usually it's a 70 pitch.
0: I think of it like like an offense in football that when they get sideways or the off schedule, Mm -hmm. they have a couple of plays that they know if we execute this, we're going to get what we want. And these are the plays that we know nine times out of ten we will execute. And pitchers are the same way. I had this, you know, for the Braves for 15 years, it was, all right, let's get back on schedule, throw the fastball low and away and locate it for a strike. And a pitcher can execute that. And you said it like Kluber had two. Kluber yeah, Kluber. He had the two seamer, he located at will, and he had the slide piece. Bauer doesn't seem like he has even one pitch that he has that level of confidence in that he can locate at will.
1: And he doesn't have a pitch that really grades as that plus plus. I don't I mean, does he have really a um, most outings, I don't know I don't if he really so. truly has a plus pitch. He's got a really
0: good breaking balls. He, he really can spin a breaking ball. I'm not sure, you know, that I've that there's one that's consistently plus, but it's close. Right, the thing is it's on the border. Uh, so the, to me, Bauer really is. Um, I think you make a great point. He might be. This might just be who he always is, and the improvement will be incremental. He's never going to have the athleticism and that kind of arm to just be to be able to. Locate an above average fastball See, consistently. I think you might again, be right about that. And that's make, Can he can he basically, does he have to be, like we talked with Matt Eddy yesterday off the air, in this era that is we seem to be approaching, or just going to be a five inning starter, does he just need to throw even more off speed stuff and pitch less quote unquote American? And you know, like when I was talking to a pitching coordinator late, recently about an international pitcher, and he said, well, we just got him in, we had to get him to pitch more American and use his fastball more. I almost feel like Trevor Bauer needs to pitch more Asian and pitch less off his fastball. Like you see Tanaka or you see Kenta Maeda where their usage rate of their fastballs in the 30 to 40% range. I almost feel like Trevor Bauer needs to go that route, JJ. Kent,
1: I mean, Kenta Maeda and him are, you know, <laughs> they, they do things sometimes somewhat, I mean, different ways, but there's some similarities there. I, right? in what you see, how they're approaching it and how they're not going to get through, they're not going to give you six to seven, you know, yeah. in these starts. Uh, and but again, I do wonder sometimes if Trevor Bauer, I don't I, in no way I want to say victim of his own success. But the fact There's that he was a, of that. but there the fact that he was the number three pick in the draft, does that mean that he is viewed as a in, in many ways as a disappointment? Where yes. to if me, he'd yes. have been, but I'm saying, but whereas he'd have been a fifth round pick who had dominated. To give a uh, uh, dominant at Stetson, right. where we would be talking about Good call. how we would be talking about this guy gets every bit out of his ability, and he's limited, but you know what? I give him credit because he shouldn't be where he is.
0: I think you make a great point. It really is all about how you frame it, and if you view it through the lens of he was college player of the year and third overall pick in the draft, from that oh, standpoint, he is a disappointment. disappointment. Hey, he's better than the guy drafted a spot ahead of him. Uh, rest in peace, career of Danny Holson. He's better, he's been way better than Danny Holson. But um, that 2011 draft for pitchers Cole, Holson, Bauer, Archie Bradley, Dylan Bundy, and the best pitcher of all of them, Jose Fernandez. Um, Truly, i got going to really like, choke up thinking about it. But that is Trevor Bauer, really. It really is how you look at it. And the fact that he's making starts for a World Series team it was a key part, he was an important part of a World Series team. But it is to his credit and i'm i'm being too harsh but, on but him but at the same time but last night he was
1: very but maddening you, but the thing that is difficult though is if you're if you're the indians you are not hoping that he is it, it i'm not saying it's within not within the range of all possibilities for right. him but you are not hoping that he's going to give you six where at the end of six it's no runs on the board you are hoping that he's going to give you five and leave i don't feel like that his outing last night was outside of the realm of what they were expecting out of him.
0: I think you're probably right about that. And part And of that's that- where I do
1: think that that's where I think that Cleveland and we talked about it a little bit on the podcast yesterday where they are in some sort of trouble is is that I don't know that there's any starts that are not made by Corey Kluber in this where that's not like okay we got, we got to the fifth, got to the sixth, and we've only given up a run or two. We're in great shape. This is Ultim- about-
0: Ultimately, the, for the Indians to win the World Series, because they're not the better team on paper right on the field in my mind. They can still win the World Series. Yeah. It's a best of five now, and we're tied at one. They no longer have the home field advantage, A. B, they're going to have to hit, J.J. They did not hit in the ALCS. They didn't hit great in the division series. They went with good starting pitching and fantastic bullpen. But when you look at this They're not hitting.
1: And when you look at this lineup, I mean, it's not a bad lineup, but when you compare it to like the Cubs lineup, it's hard to see how you expect them to hit more than the Cubs when the Cubs really do. Right. When you get to the middle of that lineup and it's like I mean, it's Bryant and it's Rizzo and it's Zobrist who put together professional
0: at bat after professional just a, at bat. Just, a, just a, such a good hitter. But now you have the way Joe Madden calls it the thickening. You know, really. And there's no there's no one who thickens a lineup like Kyle Schwarber. And that's that was good. again. We're two games in. Anyone who felt
1: like, wow, there's you know, this is a terrible idea. There's no that you know he's not going to be able to do this. It's okay. You were wrong. That's fine. <laughs> that's right. You know, again, if he does nothing else in the series. Now, I know he, they they There's they nobody to, who
0: looks more hitterish in the batter's box than Kyle. He's Silver. had
1: more good takes. Mm hmm. Rizzo's had more good foul balls. Rizzo right. is Mr. You got two strikes. And that, that bat was, it was a walk last night. wasn't it? like the fifth or sixth, where it was like foul, like 12 pitches or whatever? Yeah. I, I mean, mean he,
0: he's, both of those guys have had great at bats. Rizzo's have been more of the foul ball variety. Like, he was getting pounded inside by Bauer and still getting the bad hit. Even the double he hit the right mm-hmm. field, um, which small part of the game yesterday. Lonnie Chisenhall had a really bad day defensively. Lonnie right Chisenhall had two. Like, right, he he he's just not he a great right, tri- right fielder. He misplayed the triple in right field, and the thing is, the defensive metrics say that he's good, but he misplayed the ball in right field into a triple and threw to the wrong base, kind of Joey Bat style in the first inning. And um, you know there could have been a play at the plate on on Brian. I thought if he'd thrown to the cutoff man, but. By mm-hmm. the way, and
1: again, when you talk about big guys, Chris Bryant cutting that bag at third base in the first inning. Little that thing is, that he did very well. That is an athletic mm-hmm. player, six-foot-five player. That is not a stiff guy trying to rumble around the bases.
0: No, it was, it was a, he's, he's really good. Um, and that was a, a, a element of the game that the Cubs did extremely well. One of the things I'm trying to find, I thought I liked the tweet, but it was, I guess I didn't. What was it, 22 foul balls, I believe, yesterday? Had the Cubs hat with two strikes. That's one of the reasons the game lasted so long. But the other part of it is their offensive reason, approach had just has been better than the well, Indians' approach.
1: Trevor Bauer basically was uh, averaging over 20 pitches in any. I mean, right. well over 20. I mean, well, you, get, you didn't make it through four. So part of it's and Bauer. And gave up. Bauer's
0: but, a but, high volume of pitches, an inefficient guy.
1: And he was against a lineup that was going to make that happen. And yep. the thing about it is, is the smart on the Cubs part is that what you saw last night, that's what you want to do. I mean, that's going to be a key for the Cubs. Yeah, The Indians' bullpen is not a six-headed monster where you say, you know, really we want to get on the starter, but we don't want him out of the game. Right. It is. I mean, again, it's nothing against the Manships and McAllisters of the world, but they're not guys that you say, oh. These next two innings, we're just out of it. Right. They're not. Andrew Miller, you are. Yeah. But, you know, but again... And you, it's the, you
0: want to get to Jeff Manship and, and Danny Otero. And if they beat you, you tip your cap. I mean, the, the Cubs lineup with Schwarber in it really does make a huge difference. To me, the the Indians lineup, you know, they haven't really gotten Santana going. They haven't really gotten Kipnis going. Although got, he did get his first hit. You do tonight. wonder of him,
1: how much does that ankle really...
0: Yeah, I think it is, especially in the had, cold. The cold yeah. uh, is going to really. I, I was. He had, a, he had a.
1: He had a. You know, he had an error, which I, again, I don't know if the ankle had anything to do with it. It was more like his hands. But I was know.
0: DMing with a scout though, who just thought that it was his footwork on that play, and just said, like, in that cold, that your sprained ankle's got to be barking at you like that. And that he thought it affected, him and I, th- I thought it was interesting to uh, to have the scout note that. Um, but basically, Francisco they,
1: Lindor, he's been doing it.
0: Yeah, but they couldn't get anybody on base though, last night to try to take advantage of. Arietta's yeah. slow uh, times of the plate, and his uh, that you can run on Arietta the way they had the night before they got on John Lester. So, you know, again, I, I think a lot of it comes down to I'm, I'm always been curious. We haven't discussed this, I don't think, on a podcast. I'm always curious by them leading Santana off. I know he walks a ton, I know it's worked for them, but for me, he just flipped Lindor and Santana, and it's just such a simple flip, and it makes to me, so much more sense to have the guy who runs better and gets on base at a high cliff. But Santana, is... I mean, he's cramping up, he can't run. And the night before, the ball got away. That first and second, right after Santana came up with the cramp, Lindor's behind him, ball gets away, Lindor's halfway to second base, but he and then can't has go. to go back because Santana's not even in his mindset. I thought that was a play where the, the obsession with the on base and not having the faster guy as your lead runner actually hurt him. Um, it didn't end up biting them in that game. They won that game, but but it is
1: something for me. Noting.
0: Lindor getting more Lindor, more at bats, and putting Santana in more of a power position just just makes more sense. I think There's it's your, a better use of their lineup.
1: And then you would have Carlos Santana and Chris Bryant as your two hole hitters in this. Uh, you know, which... well
0: you could just go, well no you could have Kipnis second. You would go Lindor, Kipnis, Santana, and then you're still having that uh, you know with the Lindor, Kipnis, Santana a switch hitter. Napoli, and doesn't Ramirez switch hit. You know they're hard to match up with. And it doesn't really really seem to matter because bullpen, you know, it's not like they have a lefty matchup guy. Their lefty matchup guys, Mike Montgomery, who went, what, two plus last night, two and a third? JJ, one of your favorite stories you've ever written was Mike Montgomery with the Wilmington. That's, that's, and it's Kingston. Wax and
1: Wayne. There's times where that's been the story where I'm like, oh, I, I, that one I don't want to, you know. Yeah. It, but, it, 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 but, but he was good last night. He, he was, good Mike and I'm, I'm happy night. to see it. I yeah. mean, obviously. I mean, it's something where it's funny, like, talking to him, was it last year or two years ago when he was in Durham? Durham two years ago. And it was like, you know, and we were talking and it's like, we almost like I was asking him about like the back, you know, story, you know, like it all. And we're, it was almost like we just had, at one point it was almost like a nod, like, yep, yeah, we don't have to go to everything that's you know, right, gone right. through the years and all. But it is fun to see him now. It's not exactly where, you know, but he is an, imp- he is an important guy yeah. on that team. And I do think... The, a trusted guy. A trusted guy, but, you know, a great pickup for them. Because that was... I mean, that was a... You know, I think I did tweet at the time, like, look, this this is a pickup that is more important than people probably realize.
0: And also, like, Dan Vogelbach, hey, he might be a player for the Mariners. He might be a, a solid average regular. Might be a second division regular. But Dan Vogelbach had but, no hope of no hope. ever, no
1: hope ever playing for the Cubs. He is... Dan Vogelbach is would have been the fourth best option in... They would have had... If they had three injuries at first base, then maybe he'd have played for Chicago in 2017. Right. Hey, but if they be had better, two...
0: He'd be a better hitter right now than, say, Chris Coghlan or Jorge Soler certainly right, looks but, lost. But, well, that's, that was an interesting thing
1: they talked about last night in the game. was like, you know, okay, now we're going to Chicago... And I know that they're talking about Schwarber and, you know, the defense, and he's just back. And But, you know, they really could use it in left field.
0: What, do you, what would you do? Would you put him in left field? I don't think you can. I don't, I don't, like, think, so I don't think
1: he's been... I don't think there's been any part of this prepping him for the World Series. We, you know, we've heard all about. And I do think that people don't understand, you know, how how much easier it is to prep a hitter to get ready now than it would have been 20 years ago.
0: Correct. That that was actually a t- another Kyle Body tweet last night. The, you wrote about it in the issue that you got a hack Kyle, attack. You can. It's the issue that embothered. has Kyle Schwarber on the cover. I tweeted the picture yesterday. Minute work. Kyle Schwarber in catcher's gear. That's like a frozen piece that you'll never see again. But Kyle Schwarber and the whole your whole story was about developing catchers, the hack attack, and these other related machines. These three-wheel pitching machines that are you can dial a up. huge improvement on old pitching machines. Now,
1: again, I don't think it gets you 100% of there because, and it's funny, in our office we were talking about this, uh, uh, Larry, one of our uh, ad guys, is it, plays senior adult baseball, and he's hit off a hack attack, and he talks about how the one thing he doesn't like about it is, is that it is, timing-wise, it's difficult because you're we're trying to read, I mean, it's a little different than reading the ball coming out of the hand. Right. But you can see legit big-league sliders, legit big-league... I mean, name a pitch, you can see it. There. I know
0: I know, I saw it in a couple of stories. Uh, the one I remember was Jeff Passon's column. So that in October, Schwarber was staring at 1,300 breaking mm-hmm. pitches, thrown off a machine to re- retrain his eyes. And you saw it when he spit on that slider that Andrew Miller threw him. That's like, okay, this is an 80 slider, and he read it. It wasn't just because of the pitching machine, but you, it had to help But what we've not heard from anyone,
1: and when you talk about his knee, yeah, I have not even heard anyone say he is cleared to hit. He's cleared to run the bases. Right. We have not heard anything of. He took a thousand fly balls to exactly. prep in left field. And the thing about it is, is that when you talk about a knee that hopefully is a hundred percent, but let's say it's ninety-five yeah. percent at this point, there is a difference. At the at the in the batter's box, it's just swinging. Right. There's no rapid cuts there. This is not the same as asking him to guard a point guard. I
0: mean, he puts a lot of he puts a lot of torque on his he puts a lot, and that swing, and he puts a lot of weight on that back leg. But that's what the brace is there for. Moving side to side, covering ground in but, left field is way more to ask and for. There's than way being. more to
1: ask for, and let's start with the fact that let's be honest here again. Kyle Schwarber is not a good left fielder, right?
0: When healthy. Yet, when healthy, and Kyle Hendricks is a pitch to contact guy who's starting Game Three against Josh Tomlin in the. Battle of the 1990s style pitchers, where we will not see, there won't be any fastballs. They hit ninety five and had the flame. But you know, which, by blocks. the way,
1: thinking of this, I, I you know, and maybe I just didn't notice it last night. I'll, it, we'll talk about pace of play. I was, I was, I, I dozed a little bit in the last innings <laughs> I got right. it last night. But we saw the fastest pitch. Royals Chapman came in the game, which does mean we have now seen. Last night was the fastest pitch in World Series history. Right, one of two point five, I believe, was his. Uh, Max last night.
0: Yeah, no, he was. Uh, he had flame emojis were, were in effect for as Chapman. Um, but, yeah, I, I'll i be shocked if the Cubs do play him in left field. I think they really don't want to. I think you could see him in left field in game four because Lackey see, is a little bit more of a swing and miss guy. Um, I think some of it will depend on how warm it is see, and the I weather and all know, that but kind again, of
1: thing. I don't even know. What no one has even said is, is, is he actually even cleared
0: to do that? I think he probably is. If he's cleared to hit and run, I think he's probably cleared to play. As long, as, I think they would just tell him, you're going to play as deep as you can. You're not going to go back on any balls. You're only going to come forward. And the thing is, like Dexter Fowler, he has good range in center field, but this isn't Mike Trout. This isn't Starling Marte. This is not Gorkys Hernandez. You know, um, I think the one thing that you'd be, besides winning the game last night, the other thing you'd be most excited about as a Cub fan is that Jason Hayward had a good swing last night. I
1: That may have been the first one one in a month.
0: It was one of the hardest balls he's hit all all postseason, and I think that that might be the kind of thing where Joe Madden seizes on and says, hey, we're going to sit Kyle Schwarber in this game for our eight-year, $200 million, whatever career contract he got guy, and that guy had a good swing. He's a good defensive player. We're going to start him, and that's the way they're going to go. But they will deploy Schwarber at a – I think that's the thing. You can still deploy him as a pinch hitter at the right spot, and there's no one in that lineup, save for maybe Rizzo or Bryant, that you don't pinch hit him for, where he's not an improvement at any point in the game, even as good as Zobris has been. Maybe that's the only other guy you wouldn't take out because of the defensive versatility that he also brings and the flexibility he brings your lineup. Uh, right
1: now, Javi, and also will say Javi Baez has been so locked in. and
0: He's just okay so far in the World Series. I mean, he's been good. He was not as locked in as he was in the first right. two series. But, but I do think
1: also defensively with Baez, yes. like... You, Incredible asset. Yeah, I was going to say, if you, if, you, if you pinch hit for him and you say, I mean, you could put Zobris there, but you you are losing something there of, of some significance. But, again, it is something where if you have Schwarber on your bench, it, it is something where it also may force you, if you're, if you're the Indians, to keep Andrew Miller in there even longer. Yeah. Because if you, if yeah. you finish the eighth inning and Andrew Miller is at two innings, and you go to the ninth, and, and Schwarber, p- hasn't, been and used Schwarber hasn't been used yet, and it's a one-run game, let's say, I, that's in the back of... If I'm Francona, that's in the back of my mind. It's like, Absolutely. I Andrew Miller needs to be the guy facing Schwarber. I do not want Cody no question. Allen no question. to be the guy facing Schwarber. So that, I mean, that being just kind of sitting in Joe Madden's back pocket... Now again... I don't know if it's necessarily a good thing to say, hey, I'm I'm forcing them to use Andrew Miller more. Right, But it does, you are, the Indians have to be somewhat reactive to that because Kyle Schwarber can change it that way.
0: I agree. It's going to be fascinating to watch. Uh, You know, we don't have a game tonight to break down, so... The podcast we'll, tomorrow morning may just be either a look ahead or it may be, it, be Matt Blood, 18 no, years I was going to say, we have, we have one in
1: our back pocket that we need to. Uh, but
0: let's, let's, let's wrap this one up, JJ, with uh, some, some pace of play talk because last night was not a lot of action, especially in the late innings. Well, especially a the lot game of was, pitcher visits. The game was, wasn't 100% out of reach, but it felt that way. The Cubs left a lot of runners on base and still had only, only a four run lead. But that was a four-plus-hour game. uh, MLB moved the game up an hour to avoid (laughs) the rain. Thankfully. Thank goodness they did that. That definitely worked out. So I just tweeted, I'm open to suggestions for speeding pace of play for tomorrow's podcast. Email us or give us a holler um, on Twitter. Uh, The only email I got at baseballamerica.com came from Kristen Johnson. But I do want to thank Kristen for tweeting uh, for emailing. As a Tribe fan, I think the Cinderella outfield has struck midnight. Your thoughts? Um, I think that's very possible. But... Hodges you know, and Hall has not looked good in this series. Uh, I would, you know, and Tyler Naquin has been. Yeah, uh, he hasn't been a factor. Coco Crisp, Rajai Davis. This is the Achilles. Rajai Davis this team. had a bet.
1: I mean, Rajai Davis in center field, which was something we talked about in Matt A's suggestion. And you did. You hoped that he would do something on the base pass, but the reality is is he had a pretty horrible angle on yeah, a uh, ball that turned a potential single into a double. In I agree.
0: And you definitely wish that. Again, you want the thickening of the Cubs lineup with Shorber, How much better would the Indians lineup look with Michael Brantley? I mean, right. he was their best player in 2015 when he was uh, at 20, full strength. Was yeah. it 2014? 2014, 2014. really. Is when, that's the thing. is, It's been two years been now since we've seen. So you definitely wish that he were at full strength and you know, you'd have a different look to this Indians lineup, but it is what it is. Uh, so that was, that was my tweet, and here are some of the responses we had. Uh, Widow of your dreams at Leo Kitty. Uh, destroy all managers. So that's not a serious, <laughs> not a serious reply. Nikki Coos Coos Cruz wrote, "How about don't like don't speed pace of play." I'm sorry, Kevin. I love baseball, but I don't think that's an option. I just tell you, what uh, does any did,
1: is there anyone watching that last night that says this is superior because it took four hours?
0: That's what I just don't understand. I, I, I mean, don't. again,
1: I we are baseball. We're not baseball fans. We yeah. are baseball fanatics.
0: Correct. And we're at the extreme, we're in the 99th percentile of baseball fans.
1: And, I mean, we watch a ton of baseball, we love baseball, but last night, the reality is, is as a baseball fanatic, I want a lot of people to enjoy baseball. Exactly. I don't want to keep it as the, I don't want it to be a small club. Great thing is, is it's not a small club. There's a lot of people who love baseball. But last night, the later innings of last night's game was not a compelling product. It was not. And... and it was visits to the mound. It was thankfully we didn't have Pedro Baez in there, but it was long stretches between pitches. And again, it is different if this is a one-run game. Yeah. It was a five-run game. Yeah. And there were and we also had, you know, the pitching changes where it's like you see you come back from a commercial, the guy faces one batter. Okay, and then you're going. Oh, okay, we got a pitching change, and we're back to commercial. And then that's definitely uh, pitching one the, change ends back to commercial.
0: That's definitely one of the suggestions that came that kept coming up. Uh, Matt Trueblood of Baseball Prospectus tweeted out: "Be fewer commercials. No conversation worth having if MLB won't do that simple one simple thing." And that is something. Joseph also tweeted that to be at JT Dutch. They're not going to scale it back to what it used to be. The main issue is ad time. Any other solution sounds gimmicky.
1: And there, that is something where I th- I completely agree. The MLB, when they talk about pace of play, what they never want to talk about is yeah, one of the biggest problems is ad load. I,
0: I don't disagree in any way on that one. Um, Jerry Cush also wrote the same thing, Teague underscore Dougland on Twitter. Fewer commercials, that's all there needs to be. No mid-inning cutaways, strict clocks between innings. Um, and there was also one other really good one. I want to make sure I find. I'm sorry that I'm having to search for it on Twitter. It was at play in school, commercial-free, like the World Cup. Joe Buck can read words from our sponsors in between innings. I think that actually could work. Let me ask. Let me ask. Or you does that. you like, have ads everywhere? I would even. I would honestly trade ads on uniforms. I would exactly for do. for uh, for for better pace of play. I,
1: I mean, what, let me ask you. Yeah, like I watch. I mean, you know, World Cup soccer, Formula One, things like this, where the the action doesn't stop right and so what you have is is that you have these moments where you either you have ads kind of wrapped around the action or yeah. you have okay we're having an ad over here but at the same time you can still see what's going on
0: we have the Any, technology to do it
1: anything like that when you have an in-inning pitching change and you go to commercial that is this is this break When we talk about the tension of the game, well, let me tell you: when you go to a commercial break at that point, you take some of that tension away. If we think of baseball as a drama, that is, this is not that going to the commercial break is the the hey, we got this cliffhanger that you know in a drama where you send it to the next act and you can't wait to get
0: back. No, when we get back, he's going to be standing on the mound. I'm totally with you on that one. Um, Craig Alas, former pro player, uh, longtime AAA catcher, uh, now coaching in the Tiger system, I believe, he tweeted at me only two timeouts in an inning mountain visit, catcher's minute visit, hitter asking for time, pitching change, I, et cetera. I'm totally down with some kind of regulation I, on timeouts and the thing about and when there's no one on second base, the catcher should not be able to visit the pitcher. And I'll go a step further, again, on the technology. I want the catcher to have an earpiece. I want the manager or the pitching coach, someone's designated with an earpiece. And I want the pitcher to have an earpiece. And I want them to be able to talk to each other. And we don't have these timeouts. I'm, and I'm 100% serious about that. If you could do it in football where the crowd's louder and it's more intense like that, you could do it in baseball. And I, I think the MLB... Should seriously look into that so the catcher and pitcher can communicate. Sponsored by Motorola or Abso- sponsored by Apple, whatever. So freaking lootly. Again, I mean, I, I, that speeds the game. It's a money maker. I've, a, lot of, uh, a lot of ideas. There. I mean, look, I
1: mean, MLB makes money on instant replay. I mean, they've yeah. sponsored instant replay. Where would
0: you rather see them spend the money on? The replay system that doesn't work or on speeding the game up with that kind of technology? That's a no brainer for me. I, I can't stand instant replay. Uh, that's a whole other subject. Love for the game, or no, love for the glove at Sherwood Allen said five run mercy rule after six if you have no. an elite bullpen. Absolutely no. not. So no. no. um youper underscore Iowa, uh, IA, two warm-up pitches for relievers on the mound during a change, and he also wants smaller strike zone to encourage more balls and but, play fewer but, strikes. I don't know if I agree with on that the, one. But I do the two pitches. Yeah, the warm fewer warm-up pitches, everyone uh, a lot of people are, are for that. I'm not because I think you want those eight pitches to get used to the mound on the field. that's different from the mound of the bullpen. But, um, hey, if everybody was like Brandon Inge, 1998, comes in from shortstop, throws two pitches, I'm good. I would be happier. I was going to say, you, you
1: always throw Brandon Inge, and I always have Chris Carpenter from the, yeah. the, South, the St. Louis Cardinals, old St. Louis Cardinals, right. Chris Carpenter, Georgia Bulldog, yep. Chris Carpenter. who he, But he would do two pitches in the pen, and then the eight on the mound would give him ready.
0: That's right. Yeah. Um, uh Darryl Bonner LLC at uu blog tweeted: I usually hate pace of play rules too, but God, tonight's game took forever. Five to one shouldn't take four hours. That's basically our point. You know, is that um, it wasn't well, were, it wasn't unwatchable, but it didn't it didn't make it good. It wasn't way. again. We understand if there's a crazy
1: fifteen to fourteen game that it's going to take a long time. That was a 5 1 game. That's right. Where we had a no hitter on one end.
0: What was the score of that Phillies Blue Jays game? 16 13 that year? I mean, like, that game was a combination okay. of it's, baseball, but it should take but, a long but time. But okay, you
1: say this is a unique circumstance. That was five, That was not a unique circumstance. I mean, right. that was that was just long.
0: Yeah, Doug Scalise, a longtime uh, uh, tweeter to me, uh, at DVS Brewster, he wrote Limit Mountain Visits by Catcher Printing. Reduce ad time after each half inning would save at least twenty minutes and will never happen. I definitely agree that with all yeah, of these guys, it, you said don't that want, we need to repeat and, but, re- reduce the uh, But the thing the add about it is, is what you will not
1: hear is is Rob Manfred saying, Yes, Facebook play is a problem and we'll be honest with you. We are the problem. We're not changing it. So we're trying to we're trying to mess around the, the, the corners. Because right. when you talk about, wow, this game was two hours, like when they talk about, you know, these old World Series games, they only took two hours. Well, yes. Right. The ad load between was basically if you're ready to go, you go.
0: Exactly. And now the, it's like the ad like, load in between innings was hey, uh, the first basement. It took longer between innings because the first basement on the other on the on the uh, Boston Braves didn't leave me his glove for right. me to share. I had to find it. It <laughs> was,
1: right. was done. Di- the, the grass was a little tall, so I had and to and also, it. And
0: also, we got to hurry this up because if we don't hurry up, the sun's going to go yes. down and we won't be able to see <laughs> the stinking ball. Yeah. So different problems. We have more money now. We have more Mo. problems uh, in the Baseball World Series. So uh, good stuff. Uh, appreciate everyone getting back to me on Twitter. Again, if you have thoughts on these podcasts, uh, review us on iTunes. Uh, email us, podcast at baseballamerica.com. And like we said uh, earlier, we've got a podcast reviewing the 18U national team. Probably as we'll BA save that alum. for tomorrow. Probably just go ahead and save it for tomorrow because we don't um, have a game to mull over. And, we've, and we also have almanac work to do and yeah. prospect handbook work, work to do. So, JJ, thanks for making the time this morning. Thank you for making the time every morning, listeners, and uh, downloading us at baseballamerica.com or at iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. For JJ, I'm a podcast addict guy. So,
1: I'll give a podcast addict shout out. If you're an Android guy and you need something to it. really keep track of your podcast, Podcast Addict, I don't get paid for that. It's just a a product I enjoy.
0: Hey, Podcast Addict, you can email us to to sponsor the podcast at at baseballamerica.com. So for JJ, I'm John. See you next time on the next Baseball America podcast. So long, everybody.
1: This concludes our program. Want more in-depth baseball coverage? Be a better fan. Visit baseballamerica.com to get more comprehensive baseball coverage.